Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast, talking about anything and everything related to esports, gaming, and all that entails, and kind of helping uh, bridge the gap between the, the the back of the curtain to the front of house a little bit more, and kind of bringing to light you know the the, the whole production of the scene a little bit easier for not just esports but you know gaming in general. And here to kind of help me talk about what he does, uh, kind of with the in the gaming space and a little bit more. He kind of brings the sounds of the game to life through various characters. Let's welcome in Gabe Kunde, of course, voice actor extraordinaire, right there. Gabe, thank you for coming on 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 this very festive holiday season. I appreciate you taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy, busy work schedule to hop on with me. What a kind introduction, uh, the extraordinaire. I was like, man, goodness gracious, making me sound better than what I actually am. But that, thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's an honor. Uh, and, you know, we go back. So, yeah, we do. It's great to be on this podcast with you, man. For sure. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you, man. And, and in case you don't know who he is, you, you might have heard him in a few few things. You know, he's a well, how would you describe yourself? Like a, a rising superstar or like oh kind of superstar esque in the world of voice I know, work? I think I am just a nice, good old, humble voice actor from Mansfield, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> rising, rising and falling, you know, making my way through life. I, um, I no, feel but I've, I've got to work on some really cool projects. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been a part of some awesome stuff. So, I that, that's why I call myself just a voice actor, man. That's All right. Dude. All right, all right, all right, Mr. Humblebrag. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a voice actor. I'm, I'm just all, a voice man. actor. I don't do nothing else. No. So since 2016 ish, I want to say 2016 or so, you've been kind of involved full time yeah. in voice work. You've you've done a bunch of projects ranging from you know anime cartoons to video games to national ad and promo campaigns uh, for films for award shows. It's a whole like, even. I remember you uh, were on the NBA Finals doing promos for them too. So I'm like, yeah. bro, is this guy all over the place on my radio <laughs> doing Disney promos? I don't appreciate you doing that to me, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah. is that Gabe? No, it's not no. Gabe. Dang, it's Gabe. All right, fine. <laughs> so a few few key highlights uh, in case for, for the audience at home, right? You you play KO yes, in Valorant, which is a yeah. pretty big esports game nowadays. Mm-hmm. Jackal in Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the, I guess, last year's edition of it. Uh, yeah. You're also Rock Lock on My Hero Academia. Yeah. You got various credits on what? Attack on Titan, Black Clover, Ruby, Code Geass. I mean, well, the list goes like it's 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 like a hundred some odd plus credits you got. So my man does work. Okay, <laughs> I try to, but you got to keep the lights on. You see these lights back here? You got to try to keep that on, man. And hey. that's that's what I, I chase after, man. It's been I've been a part of some really cool, amazing projects. I mean, and, and different mediums too. I mean, obviously all under the same umbrella of voice acting, but mm-hmm. they, they definitely have their own kind of genre with the video games, animation, TV promo, commercials, narration. Like it kind of spreads apart, and I think it just kind of plays to my uh, I don't know, like my ADD when it comes to creative creativity. Like I try to, like I'll do one thing for a little bit, and then I'm like, you know, what? I'm bored with this. I want to do something else, and so mm-hmm. like I like kind of moving around and not sticking to a specific thing for too long um but yeah that's kind of why it seems like it's all over the place (laughs) in that regard because i I generally have interests in all those things and so um yeah that's that's where i'm at you know plus it helps to have like you know multiple like fingers in each little pudding pie whatever thing because you got to keep those lights like you mentioned you have like what all these leds in the background i imagine you got the christmas tree in the living room you you got the lights on the on the house you you got all that stuff out there hey that costs money that 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 ain't free okay it costs coin man and i got a dog too and i got a wife and and we we got people we got mouths to feed man that's right that's right so it, it helps to be kind of all the place. You know what? Especially like in the world of, uh, cause I do movie trailers as yeah. well. And, um, 
you know, last year with theaters closing down, the movie trailer industry, you know, kind of took a mm-hmm. hit, you know, movies weren't releasing and stuff. And so if you were a movie, if you were only a movie trailer voice announcer, you were kind of like, um, you know, what's going on? But because I had so many other things going on and, and other plates spinning, I was able to kind of beef up those things. And then, you know, now movies are coming back to the theaters and stuff. And I'm, I'm starting to work on that a lot more of that now. And and so anyway, it's all for a kind of a, a, an overall purpose. I don't like to lock myself in because, you know, you never know when that that thing you locked yourself in could go away. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. Cause uh, I didn't really think about it like that, but I guess the pandemic would affect a lot of people working around movies more than just the production of the movie itself. It'd be like, you know, ad marketing, all that stuff, voice work. So it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it's, that was an interesting time for you going through the pandemic, but I mean, Mm -hmm. let's, let's wind things back. Let's turn that clock back a little bit. Cause you know, I imagine the question for you, everybody asks like, Oh, why? Or or how did you end up being a voice actor? I mean, but to anyone with, with ears, like they know, why that you're a voice actor? You're, you're talented. You got you got a you got oh, a good man. voice on you. You got a, you know one of those voices that people envy. But I, I wanted to ask instead, like, in what ways did your life lead to you becoming a voice actor? Yeah, I think it was just because it was, you know, in high school, um, in sophomore year specifically. Like, I was uh, interested in radio broadcasting mm-hmm. um and i got into that whole thing and and shout out to mr toomey who was a radio broadcasting yeah uh <laughs> teacher I, he was so instrumental in like pushing me in that direction and understanding how to edit and how to sing how to uh you know we we i mean you know we cut yeah. radio shows and stuff and and, and all that stuff and, and 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 that was my that was kind of my direction even in the radio stuff i i mean i I didn't want to be a radio broadcaster. Like I wanted to do voiceover and radio was going to be my way to get into that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I mean, it helped a lot. You know, um, I did some competition skills USA. We did a lot of that and, 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 and won them and, and, and p- went from that into actually doing some little side gigs for people. And, you know, every, uh, some companies would ask for me to do some explainer videos for them and I would audition and uh, book some, and I was starting to make a little bit of some money. And I, uh, put that money into a voiceover demo, um, to, to create, so I can give it to some agents. I did that and then sent my demos to the agents and they, they called me my senior year of college mm-hmm. 2017. And they said, Hey, um, we're, we would love to sign you in New York and LA. And so that's when literally the year I finished up my music education, um, I was supposed to go right from student teaching into an actual teaching position. Mm -hmm. But because the work that I was doing in the last few months of my degree were like, the TV promo stuff. If you know anything about TV promo, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure, I'm sure you have familiarity with, yeah. everything is like immediate and they always need the talent like ready to go. So there'll be times where I'll be teaching kids and I get a call from my agent saying, Hey, Spike TV needs you in 10. And so I had to stop teaching these kids, hop in, like get into my car. First of all, ask the teacher if it was okay for me to leave my <laughs> class, like the class that I'm supposed to be teaching, head back to DBU to record in a closet for a promo. And I realized very quickly, I'm going to have to pick one because if I am in a class teaching kids and, a, and calls come in for these, you know, several figure accounts, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, it's like it, it would be dumb. So I, I asked my parents and they said, cool. Try it out, see what happens. And if it, work, it doesn't work out, go back to teaching. It clearly didn't I, work out, right? Oh, man. <laughs> the worst decision of my life. No, I, it worked out fine. And um, I've been doing it full time since 2017. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. And so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't know this about you, but you, you know, uh, you mentioned DBU, but my wife also went to DBU for her teaching degree. Yes. Your yes. wife also, I'm sure went to DBU as well for, for exactly. that degree. You yeah. have uh, your musical education degree as well. So you kind of ha- also have this background in, in teaching and musical education. So like right. a lot of that kind of helped you out as well, kind of deciding, you know, I'm sure how to approach certain voices because, you know, your voice is an instrument at that point. Exactly. Exactly. That's such a good, such a good point. It, it plays a lot into what I do. I mean, a lot of people ask me, you know, what, what, what helps you is like being a musician and mm-hmm. being able to, because a lot of times, even when I do stuff for Fox, um, um, like we're we're working to to the sound um mm-hmm. and so i'll hear i'll hear three beeps and then i hear the music playing that's going to be airing in the spot and i have to read on top of that and being able to understand the mold and the shape and the drama and the feel of that spot um because of my musical background allows me to get in the key so to speak of mm-hmm. that spot and so yeah it, even with character work as well like you know trying to figure out how to form my voice to do different characters whether it's a mon or whether it's a little kid and stuff, whether I need to raise my pitch higher, do I need to remove some of the bass out of my voice in order to do a kid spot, you mm-hmm. know, because doing a big, big, you know, barely cinematic tone for Disney, um, D- Disney Channel won't work or mm-hmm. Nickelodeon won't work. They want you to be happier. They want you to be light and fun. And so being able to, tr- to, to, to make that move allows me to be more versatile and allows me to be play in different fields of voiceover. For sure. And so, I mean, that's just insane to me that you can kind of affect your voice as if it's your own instrument. You know, that's, I know you yeah. have a lot of background in musical theater, a lot of, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, choir and, and choruses and stuff like that. So I know you have a huge background to kind of, uh, you know, peel back from a little bit, a little bit of experience here and there. But I mean, what was, I guess, the most eye-opening experience for you once you got into the field you said you kind of made it work Mm. full-time in 2017 what was something that was like eye-opening for you once you were involved once you're doing these sessions you know uh either in 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 their studios at your home studio what was kind of like man this is this is pretty crazy experience i didn't realize like i could end up doing this and i didn't realize how lucrative it was yeah um i think it was specifically like uh, honestly it was like the 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 tv promo stuff Mm -hmm. like and and the movie trailers um because it's you know it only takes me really about five to ten minutes to do a promo to record a promo Mm. and they'll take that promo cut it 50 different ways and then you're getting a paycheck for every 50 way every way they cut Mm -hmm. it and so after that point you're just kind of like wait so if i have let's say four or five of these a day or even 10 of these a day, which sometimes that's my, this is my day looks like they're not going to do a pretty good job. And I don't have to necessarily like another passion of my, another part aspect of the entertainment industry I wanted to get into was on-screen acting. Mm-hmm. But I realized very quickly that on-screen acting, you're there for an entire day and mm-hmm. maybe get paid a hundred dollars, $150 and, and call it a day just for an opportunity to maybe be seen by a director and they say, Hey, you're an extra. You look kind of good. We could probably do this one line or something like that. Like, you know, it would, it wouldn't be, it would be a, a, a I would be losing out on so much mm. money, so much work versus me being in my home. You can stack my day up pretty full and I'm not running from a studio to a studio. Like back in the day, they used to hop in their cars and go Don LaFontaine, the great movie trailer announcer, what he used to hop in his limo and mm. go from studio to studio mm. and record. Um, and he was still managed to do over, I think he said we're 5,000 movie trailers um, in his, yeah. Oh, in his, he was still able to do stuff like that. And with, with driving from studio to studio, I bet you if he was live today from his house, oh my God, how much, I mean, 
you know, it he would be able to do mm, triple that probably. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, it's one of those things where like I'm able to do more from home and and that was eye opening. And, and I was able to make a really good living just using my voice and um, and and try to bring copy to life. You know, I, I also want to make it clear that it's not like it's not just about having a great voice because I get people always mm-hmm. asking me about like, you know, well, you know, I, people keep telling me I have a good voice. I have a good voice. I'm like, man, listen, like I, I have this 88 keyboard right here and it can be top of the line. But if I don't know how to play it, then it doesn't matter. It's That's just right. a keyboard. And so like you can have an amazing talent, an amazing voice, amazing gift instrument. But if you don't know how to maneuver that thing, it's just going to be an it's just going to be. Oh, that's a great sound. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and that's all you'll get. And so I think it really comes down to the acting, which my background, as you as you noted, was in musical theater and all that stuff. And so that really helped. Um, and, and even now I take acting <laughs> classes and stuff. And so that really informs my performances. For sure. And, and, and a lot of people really, they don't realize how much work goes into this, you know, outside the booth. It's it's a whole bunch of work, not just in front of a microphone, because, you know, yeah. you also have to get, in, I'm sure, what, calls and meetings with agents, uh, casting directors. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah. have to audition for a few roles here and there. I'm sure there's marketing opportunities you have a to kind of... of- yeah, a, a lot of I mean, I, I think 90 percent of my work is auditioning. Wow, that's insane. This, that's just so much to, to, to go through. And, no. you know, for for people who don't really know out there, like what are some super underrated aspects of your job? Right. That you can mm. pull back the curtain. What's some like people don't realize? Because obviously you mentioned it's not just having a voice. You also have to have, you know, the proper headspace to, to do this work. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it you this the studying that's involved in mm. it. I think. um you know, especially if you're going to do you get into voiceover. Normally, they'll tell you to get into commercials first, commercial work, because it's the bread and butter of our business and mm-hmm. agents won't sign you unless they hear a commercial demo from you. And so in order for you to do that, you need to know what the current sound is. Like, obviously, now, if you turn on the radio um, or you turn on the TV, there's not going to be an announcer like buy the all new Coca-Cola for $19.99. We're, we're not living in those ages anymore. Yeah. It's a lot more conversational. It's a lot more pulled back and a lot more relaxed, you know, and more suggestive, but not necessarily in your face. But you need to know know what that read is and mm-hmm. so i i spent a lot of time sitting there on iSpot tv which is a great place to kind of look at commercials all the commercials that are running right now and i would spend a lot of time just watching this tr- and trying to copy what i'm hearing and getting in that mode of what i'm hearing and even with video games i'd spend mm-hmm. a lot of time listening to, to to these voice actors doing their roles when i'm playing a game i'm not just playing i'm also studying what i'm hearing um, and what I'm what, trying to get immersed in that world, because that's the style of it. It used to be very cartoony, used to be very in your face. But now these video games are more cinematic and they're more real life and grounded performances mm-hmm. that you you can't just go in and say, I can do a funny voice. Well, they don't really it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you can do a funny voice or not. Can you bring a character to sound like a real life character? And and so that is kind of uh, the 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 part that people kind of get the misnomer of like they just think we get to a mic and we just start doing funny voices. It's like no, there's so much preparation that goes before we get to that point. And um, you know, it's it's like again, ninety percent of what we do. That's the bulk of the work is auditioning. Mm-hmm. So we're auditioning every day. We're auditioning. Things come in, and then some of us are doing more work than we are auditioning, which is great. Um, and that's obviously where you want to get to a point to, but. You know, once I get done with one job, I'm basically fired and I need to find the next job, the next gig. And so if I don't audition, then when the time comes of this show ending, I won't have anything ready for me to hop into. So it's one of those things. You got to keep on getting it. And it's it's not as 
uh, just, you know, easy as you think it is. No, for sure. Because it, I think acting and, and voice acting is one of the few jobs where you have to consistently prove that you can work in the industry over and over and over again. And not just to yeah. yourself, you have to prove to uh, different studios from across the country, different casting directors. It's, it's a, it's a tough job to kind of successfully, you know, sustain, uh, for a long period of time, which you've done very well. And let me say, I, I, I used to work at ESPN Dallas and we used to have to record some copy, like just like they didn't have a voice actor on hand and they need somebody with a decent voice. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, fine, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not going to get paid for it. It's good practice, whatever. I'll do it. And so I'm reading it, and it takes me like 20 minutes to get out a decent sounding copy for a client. I'm just like, this is this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. This is maybe maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe well, I'm just you know, it, it, <laughs> you know, obviously it's something that you have to get to do over and over again. But like yeah. now, imagine that situation when you have it's for a client and yeah. you have eight of them sitting on a line directing you. And it's a four hour session. And you have, you have a, you got a, you got a, you got a 60, a 30, a 15 and a 10 and then yep. a five, you know, and, and they have to all be approved. And so those type of things, if you're not, if you are not solid in your skill set and just kind of like you understand how it works and, and how the read is supposed to work, if you're not solidified in that, you'll crumble in that because these, these executives, they don't really, they don't major in voiceover. They just, Mm-mm. they're just telling you what they, they think they want it to sound like. <laughs> um, even when they send us the audition, they'll say, we want it to sound like this, this, that, and the third, but they don't really know what they want. No, You know, as you know, so um, it's, you got to be prepared for those moments. I've, I've gone, I've done hundreds of sessions and, and it's always, it's something different every time. Sometimes the people will say, um, could you read it like this? Um, <clears throat> the all new Coca-Cola go up at the end. And if I repeat it the same way, they're like, well, no, 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 don't do it like that. Do it the way you would do it. You know, you gave me a library, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, you see a lot of stuff into it. So it's, you got to be prepared to be molded. It's tough, man. And so I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up kind of having to deal with, you know, these executives or these people on the calls who don't, kind of realize what they want exactly and you have to help guide them to that path and to sure. that kind of this is what you want this is what you really want not whatever yeah. you said just like 10 minutes ago this is what you actually want actually want right. so what has been the toughest day on the job for you has it been a tough audition has it been a tough you know directing call or you yeah. know has it been a day where just kind of like oh, this is this is really rough it makes me not want to work today or for the rest of the week i mean like essentially what is the lowest point that has has been in the career for you uh man i have had i've had Oh man, I have had three like lowest of lows where I was like, bro, I just want to give a pause on it. I think uh, quickly, the mm. first one was when I did, um, I was going to be the voice of undercover boss on a CBS. Yeah. Um, and I was going to do the narrating voice for it, the pr- in- intro narration. So um, that's basically the person saying, coming up, when Kevin comes back, he will find out if he, whatever. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, I was doing that, but that was my first time doing intro, intro narration. And they were asking for a specific rhythm and cadence on the on the read that mm. they are used to getting from other actors who do this on a daily. I'm fresh out of the box. Like, I, mm. I don't know anything about it. And I'm trying to give it to them. And they're struggling to get the read out of me. And they were like, we still with the, we were scheduled for a three hour session. And so it was a grueling three hours, <laughs> three hours and CBS. And I called my agent right afterwards and I said, I think they're going to fire me. I think they're not going to bring me back because wow. it was just that. But I already knew. I was like, I and I, I personally, I was like, honestly, I wouldn't be sad about it because I, I just knew I, it wasn't for me. And sure enough, that night, 
late in that night, they called CBS called and said, yeah, they, they want to go a different direction. They want to mm. go with the guy that he, he initially beat out. And so <laughs> that's how that went. Another one was when I was doing um, the, the, the month before getting married, uh, 2019. Mm. Um, I don't know why I accepted this, but uh, well, I know I accepted this because <laughs> it, it, was, it was a dope gig. I won't say what the, what the company w- was for, but uh, everybody knows this company. It was narration for uh, a, a, a stuff. Um, the Loch Ness monster, or like different monsters, yeah. like uh, people, eighth wonders of the seventh wonders of the world. You know things that people always talk about. You know, and there were ten episodes in that series. It was all narration, all narration, wow. just me. Ten episodes, and I uh, 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 an hour worth of of just the episode, and I had to do each episode, and it was the longest record. Each each episode took us about four to five hours. To wow. Record. Not including revisions. Oh my so, goodness. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was the, it was insane. And I told my agent after the, the recordings of it, I said, I will never ever do a, 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 a documentary like that again. It's a 10 episode series. No, I will not. And so I've never done anything like that again. And I'm thankful. Like it was great. Like the, the money was great. Like there was no issue. It was just like five hours is a lot of reading. Yeah. No, I can do it. David yeah, Attenborough absolutely. couldn't do it. You can't do it either. No, it's tough. <laughs> no. And I and I that's why I don't do a lot of audiobooks because it does take a lot of vocal stamina. Mm. So uh that you know that's it. And so yeah that those were kind of the the moments for me and uh and it's, you know they don't happen all the time but sometimes it can be under, you're under the pressure and you're like sheesh I can't do this. I no. I imagine after like what six almost six years of, of voice where you're just kind of like man this is this is this is not worth it this point you kind of recognize what what's worth it what's not at that point and you kind of especially yeah. especially you know like i said with with promos and trailers uh and and really commercials as well as, as although they book you for four hours it some for me i get them done in like an hour or two and then they're just kind of like well i guess we can go home now um but like with trailers and, and stuff like i have to either sometimes i just have two words the title and the rated pg-13 and i'm done and i've made probably you know my my month worth of of money income (laughs) you know and and so it's great and so when you get used to that kind of level of working when you get to something where it's more long format and more just drawn out it's like oh my god i'm gonna uh, i can't do it i can't do it it's a it's a bigger investment of time than it is for money right like like the 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 ratio isn't right like uh, I'm, i'm making a lot less money for more work. Nah, that doesn't make right. So I, I, I totally get that sense too. It's just kind of like, what is worth it in the end, right? Because you got to find that amount of time. You got to find that a time uh, amount of time to spend with uh, on work, and you got yeah. some time with you know your family, your wife, and yeah. all that stuff. It's it's a whole lot of thing. You got to kind of you got to do juggle. You got a lot of plates to kind of uh, spin around and everything. So I guess uh, now we get to the fun stuff, right? You kind of get to the, the booth, right? You go to the booth or you're at home or wherever and you're kind of, uh, you've auditioned for this character that you've successfully made it. You know, what does that character creation process look like for you, right? They, they hand you a script. They say, this is the character. Uh, this is what he sounds like or this is what we want him to sound like. And this is kind of what he's about. And then you're like, you start reading. You're like, maybe how do I, how do I want, how do I want this to sound? How does that process look like for you to bring a character to life? Yeah, it is a very, um, I look at those descriptions very carefully. Uh, my, mm. my agents will send me the email and they'll have a, a, the sides of what they want the character to sound like, what they think he sounds like, what they think he sounds like. <laughs> um, I, and, and what I do is I sit there and I try to think, is he a big, is he a big character? If so, 
his voice may sound a little bit more rounder because he has a more of a chest cavity, you know, and if he has teeth and then he's going have to talk to the teeth, you know? And so is he a raspy voice or all those things? You have to kind of think of your mind and your voice like a, a, a kitchen, mm-hmm. like you are cutting things, you are putting things in. Let me take out the raspiness. Let me add some, you know, know, and then, you know, let me add things and move things around and try to make a character. And then you, well, and try to make the character they're asking for. Yeah. And then you give an alternative trick, an alternate take and say, you know what, what would I do if they didn't give me any tone references for this character and they said this is the character this is what he likes to eat this is his friend he's a happy-go-lucky person he does but they didn't give me anything about his voice quality what would i do Mm. you give them that alt take and nine times out of ten what i've experienced (laughs) they'll go with that alt take because they didn't expect it they were like everybody who sent in their audition did exactly what we told them to do but you came in and did this and we're like we weren't thinking that but we like it. It's oh, different. Okay. And so that's a little trick that I, I do as a, as a, as a B take, um, with KO for Valorant. Um, they sent me that audition and, um, they didn't necessarily specify what they wanted his voice to sound like. I just got an image of it okay. and they kind of gave his three pillars of things that matters most to him, um, who he is, his military background, whatever. Like they, they just kind of laid it out there. And so for me, because he's a robot, I was thinking, so what, do they want him to sound like a, uh, hello, I am a robot type of thing? Like, what mm-hmm. do they want him to do? And so I started re- reading the script very robotic, rob- uh, you know, robotic. And um, I went halfway in the take. And mm-hmm. I remember t- I told myself, I was like, this is not working. Like, the scripts, the way he's written his line, the way they're written his lines and just how friendly it is or just how just ha- it's kind of has some type of like brotherly feel to him. And he's very loose and just kind of like, you know, hey. Uh, I'm KO, you know, nothing, you know, this, this ain't nothing grenade out, you know, just real loose and, and fun. Hmm. I was like, okay, so a robot wouldn't sound cool. Sa- just saying, hi, I'm KO. What's up, brother. It sounds funny. And, and I don't think that's what they were going for. So I deleted the entire track and did it again with that in mind. And okay. that was the only take I sent them. It was gutsy because wow. It, it that because I, from my, my mind, I was like, I'm probably not going to get this. Cause I'm not completely understanding the character, but I'm gonna try this. And I sent it off. And then I got a call the following week um, that uh, Riot Games would love to hire me for the role of KO. And, and, and they offered me the role. And uh, yeah, we worked for two months. And the character came out a month after it. Yeah, it was that's that was not it. I'm, I'm sure once they have the voice lines and everything already set up, it's just like, yeah, we got the character 3D modeled. It's all good to go. Just like pump in the voice lines and we'll, we'll release it like that. And so I, I don't think I've ever seen kind of uh, that quick a turnaround on on that kind of uh, voiceover before. So that's like that's really cool oh, to yeah. hear. Video games normally take. I was shocked because we recorded it in. I, I booked it in March. We started recording in April and then it came out June. So video games normally uh, it takes a while for things to come out sometimes mm-hmm. two years um sometimes three um depending on the situation there but even with call of duty that was a quick turnaround we recorded that yeah. one in um for for the jackal i recorded that one in the month of may mm. and that came out uh july wow and so i think because the game is already created it's a little bit know, easier it, yeah it's easier if it's a yeah. great game from scratch and they're top to bottom then it's obviously gonna take a lot more longer so yeah that's kind of the 
the the way turnarounds work in, in there. I mean, I'm working on a game now that I've worked since 2018. It's still not out yet. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's still not out yet. And so I've I don't know. It'll come out when it comes out, but I'm still working on it. Hey, man, well, I'm sure we'll hear about it, you know, just, just to come down the pipeline anytime soon. And so yeah. I'm curious. Right? So when you, when you audition for these roles or these video game characters, like, do you uh-huh. do you know, do you play the games beforehand? Do you know about the the characters in the games uh, yeah. as you play them? Or like, I'm sure you heard about Valorant as you we were auditioning for KO. So no, I did not hear about. Oh, okay. I, I knew I knew about Valorant in the in, within. I thought it was a uh, an animated series that was oh, coming okay, out. Gotcha. When I first saw the cinematic trailer for, it, I thought it was an animated series. Came around, um, I auditioned for it, and then I booked it, and they told me what it was for. And then I went and be- looked back, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is the show I thought. I why this is the game I thought it was a show." <laughs> um, but <clears throat> for Call of Duty, I'm a huge Call of Duty player. Yes. So, that was that when I got the role for that, I was like, yo, I have reached Nirvana and <laughs> and I was going to be like, I, you know, I was on this, the, the, the season four battle pass. I mean, mm-hmm. front and center, like my character. And that was insane. That was insane. A dream come true uh, on so many levels. And, you know, I play that all the time. So, yeah, I try to I try to get into the games that I'm a part of um, as much as I can. Yeah. So I, I know you did a Twitch stream or uh, at some point you kind of did a, a few Valorant games where you yeah. voiced your own character from Valorant and yeah. you kind of freaked out some teammates like, oh, this, this guy sounds kind of like KO. He's, it's a pretty good impression, man. Yeah. And, I mean, what have been some of like the ridiculous reactions to your voice in game? What, what are some you can kind of spout off? Oh, no. Yeah. The, the, I think the most ridiculous ones are the ones that people think I'm doing an impression of KO. Um, I think mostly because they don't hear the robotic sound over it, but or, or sometimes they'll think I'm doing I'm using a voice changer <laughs> on my uh, on my setup here. And um, and then I'll say, hey, go look at my Twitch right now. I'm streaming and they'll be like, whoa, you know, it'll blow their mind that the voice actor is actually playing the game. But I love doing it because it's interacting with the community. And sometimes I'll go into different people's Twitch channels while they're playing. And um, if they're playing my character, I'll interact with them and, you know, maybe give some subs or something like that. And I just enjoy that. I enjoy the the getting to see the people who enjoy the character um, and getting to talk to them and, and, and knowing what makes it so special for them. Man, that's awesome. I, I can only imagine like, oh, you got 10 gifted subs from who? Oh, the voice actor for KO? Yeah, yeah. Bro, bro. <laughs> exactly. um, there's like a 20 KO mains out there that, that, that don't know what's going on. Like, oh, no, that's uh, that's, that's impossible. That's, I can't believe it. Right. And they'll, they'll put it on TikTok and stuff and some things will go viral. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's crazy. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure getting to voice this bot. For that's sure. awesome, man. That's awesome. And so I know Valorant is, is a pretty big esports game for us here at the, at the network. And so for for fans across the, the world, we, we we just watched i don't know if you know about this we just watched the valorant champions their end champions. of yeah. end of the year kind of big finale for the, their season and so what what yeah. do you know about esports if you don't mind me asking i know you kind of in the, yeah. in the world of voice works so you kind of aren't as as uh, i'm sure as t- in tune with it as you'd like to be but what do you know about esports and what's what's curious about it for you you know i am i don't know a bunch a lot about it i've just known it through valorant really mm-hmm. i've really gotten a just basically uh, I, I know the um oh man the <laughs> sentinels is that what, the, the team the, yeah the team yeah. and the, uh hundred thieves that those um, are those are teams yeah man <laughs> yeah and uh yeah I, I and a few others that slipped in my mind but um I'm familiar with some of the players on there just because I I, I like to look up gameplay of, of Valor and stuff and um yeah I I just I would love to be part of a team one day, not, <laughs> not, not competitively because I, I wouldn't be able to hold a candle to any of these guys, 
But uh, in, in, in regards to just being like maybe like an influencer or something like that on there or, or something, that'd be that'd be cool. Hey, man, just just I don't know if you know this. There's there's two esports organizations in our area is Complexity Gaming up in Frisco. They just signed, oh, wow. they, they just signed Tim the Tap Man. And then really? yeah, they, that was from this this past year. So that's, you know, Jerry Jones money and, you know, invested in that company, too. Jeez. So I'm, I'm just saying my, might not be a bad idea to reach out to them or even yeah. in downtown Dallas by Victory Park. There's a Team Envy and now Optic gaming join their gaming yeah so they're they're yeah. down the street from us right here i know you were both wow. mansfield boy, boys right now so hey it can work out here you, can, you might be uh seeing on the headlines you know gabe kunda joins uh you know complexity gaming or whatever envy yeah just saying man wouldn't be a bad drive down for you but, but or it could be you know just like uh you know like Bronny and join you know phase clan or whatever it is whatever he did <laughs> yeah no i i you know I, that's it just seems like a really cool thing to be a part of and in, in connecting and networking and also getting some tips on on gameplay and stuff like that for sure for sure and so Gabe, before we let you go man we gotta ask you like is there anything you're working on you can talk about now i know you maybe if you want to talk about an ad campaign or, or maybe a movie trailer you're working on or maybe um, a video game whatever it is it's, the floor is yours my man man uh you know in our in our business we can't really say much when it comes to video games and animation stuff That's unless right. it's out but anime stuff uh you can hear me on the vampire never dies on anime there you go on funimation um you can hear me on <laughs> Uh, Makoshu Sensei, uh, that's on Funimation. Decadence. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also in My Hero Academia's Rock Lock, like uh, Kevin said, and um, a bunch of other stuff that I like. I, I man, I, I do this stuff and then I like forget. <laughs> I'm like, what am I working on? What's out now? And so you know, obviously, in terms of like gaming and stuff like that, there's a lot that I'm working on that I just cannot say or else I am done. That's fine. But, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, movie trailers. You can hear me on the West Side Story uh, campaign for that. Uh, Bat- the Batman movie. I'm oh, doing yeah. ads for that as well. Um, it, the three five five Universal. That's that's out coming movie coming out as well. Um, oh man, yeah, a bunch of other 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 films uh, that are working out. And Disney Plus. I do a lot of stuff for Disney Plus, so you can hear me doing that as well. I mean, I, well, I think you're, were you doing Hawkeye? No, it wasn't Hawkeye. I think it was like WandaVision. You were doing WandaVision. WandaVision. Spots. Yeah, all their all their their marvel stuff is, is is fun i get to hey, hey man I, I always enjoy hearing your voice on, on the spots i'm like hey i know that guy that's kind of ah, cool i love it that's kind of cool and then I, I just kind of like forget about it and then two seconds later pops up again like hey man this 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 radio says you gotta switch it because we're hearing him too much or right? we gotta turn ah, it off right it's, it's too much ah, i can't one time it's cool one time i say congrats second time I'm like all right no 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 it's too much no i hear it i hear you, I hear you man no it's 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 a dream come true to get your your friends to to hear you and recognize your voice it's that's all I've ever wanted. So, hey, man, you got it. You nailed it. And and hopefully the the games you're working on come out soon, and we can all hear to yes. hear your voice across the the spectrum on more games. Is that's that's, not, that's oh, yeah. not a bad thing. So, uh, you know, all. I'm happy. I'm happy for you, man, to, to to be working in this field, to be successful at it, and hopefully uh, it continues for you. So uh, we got nothing for the. We wish nothing but the best for you. And of course, uh, at Gabe Kund on most of your social channels, we'll link it on the yeah. podcast description as well as uh, all over the place uh, on our on our website. But uh, Gabe, thank you so much for coming on, my man. I appreciate it. I, I know you got Absolutely. a busy day ahead of you. You got to grab lunch. You got to get like yeah. another audition, yeah, probably. You probably got to get another phone call for directing. It's, it's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff, right? It's a bunch of bunch, bunch of stuff, but we, we're getting through it, man. We're getting through it. And I appreciate you for having me on. I'm, I'm honored for sure. For sure, man. It's always an honor having uh, having a, one of your old friends on. So Gabe yes, Kunda, sir. voice actor extraordinaire. Thank you for coming on. I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network podcast. Mm-hmm.